Welcome, round two of the playoffs, Brick House, episode number 188. Welcome, round two of the playoffs. <laughs> I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. You can find us on Twitter at BrickHousePod. I'm at Hey, It's Matt Baker. You can email us through BrickHousePodcast.com. Go there to listen to all the episodes and look at some cool graphics. If you have a minute and you feel inclined, you can go on iTunes Rate and review us. Give us five stars if you'd like. It'd be very helpful. Other than that, on with the show. Second round of the playoffs have just begun. On Sunday, there was a close series. LeBron James ended the seven-game series between the Cavs and the Pacers. I had a, a small wager on the series with a friend of mine. Okay. After LeBron won and, and uh, order was restored, I told him, you know what? I made the bet because I knew LeBron would, would go off. But if he didn't, the NBA would ensure that the Cavs win somehow. Right. It would just be too much of a train wreck to have the Pacers go on. A train wreck for the NBA's viewership. What was his logic behind saying the Pacers would win? That they uh, were he watched team? them win by 20 in the first game. Oh, okay. So the, okay. Yeah, he proposed the bet after game one, and I took the bet um, before he could finish his sentence. <laughs> so for the second round of the playoffs, I thought it would be appropriate to go through each matchup and explain what team will advance and what the NBA will do to ensure that that team moves on to the next round. Sure. We'll get into some things you might not know about uh, either the cities or, or uh, the people involved in each one of these series. And then even a little later, we will have a post-mortem break down the teams that lost in the playoffs. Eight teams are out already. RIP. And what they can do to get better. Trust me, it won't be the same stupid bullshit about breaking up Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum. That'll be our changes segment. <laughs> We're legally obligated to at least say that once. So the second round of the playoffs. So... It's about this time of year where my wife, who really likes basketball, starts to resent that basketball is on seven and a half hours a day in our household. Sure. So I have the I have to schedule, you know, our date stuff, our, our time for our relationship. But I want to make sure that that schedule doesn't conflict with a potential game seven or a series that I'm really excited about watching. This is when the legends are born, Bob. <laughs> the the schedule shifting. Men, this is when the stars shine. I just have to always have one earbud in listening to a podcast. <laughs> right. There's only four series left, you know, the four series going on in the second round of the playoffs. If I had to choose one to miss for these uh, important nights to, you know, not get divorced. <laughs> Strange as it is, though I'm rooting for the Rockets, I think if I had to miss any one of these series, the Rockets jazz as right. the one that's most expendable okay. for me. I'll tell you why. It's not me dumping on my team. It's just that the expectations were set for the Rockets at the beginning of the season. The Rockets had the best season in the history of the franchise this year. Not only does it seem like fans don't care, the Rockets players don't seem to care at all either. And the reason no one cared that Houston played Minnesota or now that Houston's playing the Utah Jazz is because since the day Chris Paul agreed to go to the Rockets. We've all been waiting to see what this Rockets team will look like against the Golden State right, Warriors. Right. Pretty much everything 
until that third round inevitable matchup is just exposition. Sure. I won't be missing the Rockets Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. I think that will be far better than whoever ends up playing in the NBA Finals. Do you have to do the ranking of things Bob will risk divorce with and that'll... (laughs) The Rockets Warriors are, oh, that's up there. Okay, oh, yeah. At least they play only every other day. (laughs) So we know that the NBA wants to ensure that the Rockets win. The NBA issues earbuds to the referees. Okay. This is so they can't hear all the horrible things Chris Paul is saying about their mothers, (laughs) their wives, their families. Just trashing them. I think the right team in this situation is definitely the Rockets two things they can do to ensure that Utah doesn't play up to their full potential. The NBA is secretly going to cart in beers with more alcohol content in them. You know how Utah has less alcohol content? Just like the regular amount then? Yes, they're going to bring in normal alcohol, no normal Budweiser. So that'll ensure uh, more drunkenness on Utah's part. I don't know how much they drink, but for this scenario, they all drink a whole bunch. But also what they can do is This is going to be good for us because the NBA will pipe in our podcast where we discuss the Salt Lake City club scene. Uh They're going to pipe that into Donovan Mitchell's room and secretly slip him pictures of Los Angeles clubs. So he gets his mind like he knows what he's missing out on. That's what needs to happen. Well, I wanted to put together some fun facts people might not know about the city of Houston, the city of Salt Lake City. Something you might not know about Houston, Matt, it competes with L.A. every year for most smog of any U.S. city. Houston does that. They trade it off back and forth. Titans of smog smog. competition. Uh, The other thing that Houston has over everybody else, fattest people and most concrete. (laughs) most concrete in your freaking eye dallas so they have the most concrete they have the fattest people so that concrete gets the biggest workout of all concrete you need an extra layer (laughs) do you know houston is the only major u.s city without zoning ordinances which allows for more flexibility in land use planning well, that's that's mighty kind of them yeah and for extra concrete apparently (laughs) more chick-fil-a's did we talk about this before that salt lake city was the home to the first KFC. Colonel Sanders' original restaurant in Kentucky was called Sanders Court and Cafe. In 1952, Sanders franchised his chicken recipe to his Utah-based friend, Pete Harmon, and Harmon changed his own restaurant name from Harmon Cafe to Kentucky Fried Chicken after people lined up down the street to order his new Southern Fried menu item. I, too, have a chicken-based stat from Salt Lake City. Yeah. Salt Lake City is home to... Loftus Novelty, the United States' leading manufacturer of rubber chickens. Wow. So I bet you didn't know that. No. These are facts that we very, uncovered. Very chicken-heavy city. Uh, it is a little more known that Salt Lake City is responsible for the world's highest jello consumption. Okay. Popular dessert among I think we, Mormons. I think we might have talked about that once. It, you know, it has some taste, but it's bland. It's very unoffensive. I think it's a good... A good food. You know, this one kind of surprised me until I started thinking about the musical The Book of Mormon. Uh, despite its rep as a conservative religious town, Salt Lake City has a thriving LGBT community and was even voted gayest city in the U.S. by The Advocate in 2012. I read that and thought it was a joke and decided <laughs> not to put it in here. Further define its conservative reputation, Salt Lake City has not elected a Republican mayor since 1972 
and in fact, just elected its first openly gay mayor. Wow. Rubber chickens, jello, <laughs> and gay mayor. <laughs> it's the Salt Lake City way. Half the alcohol of regular beer. Yeah. Which is good. I guess with all those rubber chickens, you don't want, you don't want normal alcohol because the shenanigans will be insane. Is that all we have about the one series you can miss to keep your marriage together? I don't know how we can top, how that can be topped. I know how it can be topped with one of our favorite segment songs. If you're going to beat San Francisco. If you're going to beat San Francisco. Be sure to music for you while we break down the Warriors versus the Pelicans, which has already started with a Warriors blowout on Saturday. If the NBA wants to guarantee Golden State moves on, Adam Silver should use his burner Twitter account to tweet at KD, if you replaced Westbrook with Durant on the Warriors, they'd sweep the Pelicans. Get Durant all fired up, you know what I mean? Yeah. What they could do is they tell Rondo that it's not the playoffs, because you have to take playoff Rondo out of the equation. He's the only okay. he's the only thing that can really put a kink in this whole in this whole plan is if playoff rondo just decorate New Orleans like it's Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's middle of the season. Well, just be middle of the season rondo. <laughs> yeah, I thought that the Pelicans might take a dive if the league conjured up some league sources mm-hmm. to start a media narrative that LeBron James is considering coming to the Pelicans so he could help them beat the Warriors. Of course, this narrative would be completely thrown out if, by some miracle, the Pelicans beat the Warriors. The same guy who bet on the Pacers, by the way, <laughs> bet me the Pelicans would beat the Warriors this series. Can you give me this friend's number? I got some. I have some <laughs> bills I have to pay. This is the boldest thing. How about we just kind of let him play? Because I think it will be okay, Bob. I think the right team, the Warriors, yeah. are going to move. What if the bold strategy is to do nothing? What if we just, <laughs> what if we just let them, let them play basketball? Why don't we just ship KD and Steph to Houston? Just have them wait there for yeah. uh, those conference finals to start. I mean, is Curry didn't even play in the last game, right? No, apparently he's considering playing game two. <laughs> it's nice to know he's considering <laughs> it. Thank you very much. Uh, some facts you might not know. Nikola Meritich yeah. inked a deal, an official deal with Gillette Razors. Oh, is that why he has no facial hair now? Well, I think he inked the deal after he shaved his beard and turned into a really good basketball player after that somehow. <laughs> All that beard was weighing him down. In fact, game one of uh, Pelicans Warriors was the first game Meritich has lost since shaving. Hmm. It was 9-0 and prior to uh, that Saturday game. In 1894, the Oakland City Council cracked down on Chinese lotteries and made it a misdemeanor to be anywhere near lottery tickets. So they were trying to crack down on illegal lotteries. If only someone would make it illegal for the Suns in Phoenix to be near (laughs) a lottery, Bob. You know what I'm saying? You know what I am saying? Well, you know, like kind of the opposite of the uh, Jazz Rockets game. I watched the Jazz Rockets, by the way. And if my my marriage is not like completely on the rocks, I don't intend to miss any of these playoff games. Yeah, sure. But one that I absolutely cannot and will not miss is the Raptors versus the Cavs. That's the next series we're going to break down. Why would I not miss this, Matt? I believe the entire future of the NBA hangs in the balance of this season, of Ooh. this uh, series. Okay. 
if LeBron James loses to the Raptors, there's a lot more possibilities about which team he can go to. I think if he loses to the Raptors, he can join the Sixers. Whereas if he beats the Raptors and has to play the Sixers, can't join them. Mm -hmm. I think if he lost to the Sixers, he could join the Rockets, but only if the Rockets lose to the Warriors. There's just a lot of moving parts uh, going on here. Just seeing if I can glean anything of his thought process uh, while watching him play with his scrub uh, teammates is really the most entertaining part of the NBA playoffs. Yeah. This one may be the hardest for the NBA to swing if they want LeBron to advance to his eighth consecutive Eastern Conference Finals, but I'm not convinced that's what the NBA wants. Oh. I'm aware that no one outside of Canada cares about the Raptors team, and probably most of Canada doesn't either because they're watching the hockey playoffs. Sure. But the NBA is laying the groundwork for what I've been predicting all season, Matt. The Lakers-Celtics reboot. Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James. Oh, wow. I think that the NBA would sacrifice the potential ratings of a Toronto-Philadelphia Eastern Conference Finals for the next two months of a media narrative of where will LeBron James go. I think the where will LeBron James go media narrative will get more attention than if the Cavs played the Warriors in the finals again. Wait, or any team plays. Wait, them. you're saying Toronto and Philly will have high ratings? I think they might take a slight dip in ratings yeah. as opposed to if LeBron James oh, were in that series. Oh, I get. Sorry, I was confused. So you're saying the sacrifice of LeBron actually losing yeah. will be better. Okay, I'm with you now. I'm with you. Get a lot of miles out of that. Where is LeBron James going? Yeah. What if they want Cleveland to win, but they're a little nervous about how things are going? And they think LeBron has his heart and his head in L.A. already. So they, before every game, they slowly add little bits of purple and gold to the Cavs' playoff jerseys <laughs> to make it appear <laughs> like he's in L.A. or L.A. adjacent or something <laughs> to where he's kind of getting more comfortable and uh-huh. gets that second wind. My second thought was if that doesn't work, you just give your players whatever they gave Tristan Thompson before Game 7. To make him play outstandingly. Divorce papers. Yeah, if that's what it takes, Bob, <laughs> you, you have to. If you have to, if they have to all ditch a Kardashian for him to play. I liked your idea of tricking Rondo into thinking that it's the middle of the regular season mm-hmm. in, to get him to play worse. Yeah, I have a similar idea on how to get Kyle Lowry and Demar Derozan to play better. How's that? Same thing. Well, it's similar. I mean, I was thinking. Instead of like the Joel Embiid mask, you yeah. you get some sort of blinders on uh, Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan. So they ha- just have no idea the gravity of the situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't want them to think that it's the playoffs. This is just a regular game. Just relax. Go out there. Do your thing. Because they really seem to get tight sphincters whenever they play yeah. one LeBron James. There was a moment in the Raptors Wizards series uh, while I was watching. I'm I'm recording uh, all inside the NBA. Even if I miss the game, I like to watch inside the NBA on TNT with uh, mm. with Barkley. And Ernie Johnson was going through a Raptors highlight, and he pointed out Drake. He's like Ernie says that's Drake, and Charles Barkley said to him, Ernie, we're black. We know who Drake is. You got some fun facts for us, Matthew? I about have, uh, I have some facts. Let's see how fun they are. <laughs> Do you know the Raptors have never had a first-team All-NBA player, and they've never had anyone on either defensive team? 
Wow. They had Marcus Camby for a while. You would have thought that he could have snuck on to one of those defensive teams. but Or Vince Carter on an all-NBA. On all-NBA, yeah, you would have thought. But those those are tough to make. You know, LeBron had insane stats in the last series. A couple of them stood out to me. He's now had 61 career playoff games where he's been the team's leading scorer, rebounder, and assister. Mm-hmm. 61 times. The next two closest, Tim Duncan and Larry Bird, each did that 21 times. It's very obviously super impressive for LeBron, but I looked at that. I saw that stat and thought how impressive that is for Duncan when you think about it. Uh-huh. 21 times Duncan led all three, including assists, in the playoffs. Like, yeah, no kidding, huh? There's a river in Cleveland. I'm going to butcher it, but it's the Cuyahoga River. Uh-huh. Cuyahoga? Cuya? Sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm not a some big fancy man with language. Cuyahoga? Yeah, sure. Cuyahoga River. It has caught fire 13 times. What? Yeah, exactly. How does a First of all, that's the big question. How does a river catch fire let alone 13 times? There's so much trash and junk in it that it just catches fire. Wow. Which is I feel like it's a metaphor for Cleveland in between LeBron stints is Seems to catch fire a whole bunch. Does this river flow into Flint, Michigan by any chance? <laughs> yeah. It flows straight into their pipes, into their drinking pipes. Wow. Yeah, so if you ever wondered if a river could catch fire, it does, and it has 13 times. My goodness. Sixers Celtics. Exciting series. Yeah. I think the NBA wants Philadelphia to win. Okay. This is uh, the new young upstart team everyone's excited about. I've got a way that Philadelphia can win on the road or no, how the, how they can win at home. Okay. This is what's going to happen. Okay. So every night that the Celtics are on the road, rig it. So in Brad Stevens hotel room, the only thing playing on every channel is the movie Hoosiers. Oh, okay. You see Hoosiers is Brad Stevens kryptonite. He can't resist watching it. He'll get no rest. He'll watch the film on loop all night and won't be able to come up with schemes to make Marcus Morris and Terry Rozier win playoff series. That's good. I think the Celtics are actually who the NBA wants to win. Oh. I think the NBA is still bitter about the beloved process. I thought a good motivation for Joel Embiid, so he really brings it this series and ensures Mm. that Philadelphia wins, is to tell him that all of the water fountains in Toronto have Shirley Temple yes. Nicks yes. coming out of it. <laughs> in Toronto, in Boston. They want to ensure oh, that Embiid saying... moves on to oh, the next oh, round. I get it. Yeah, yeah, Give yeah. Give him the carrot So dangling. he can't wait to get, be there. Yeah. <laughs> but then also that will be too distracting once he's there, which will be good for Toronto. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's a double. I like that. Works on a lot of levels. We here at Brickhouse, you know, we risk our own safety to report on – what the NBA doesn't want you to know. We, that's what we've been known to we do don't for even years. Stretch. We don't, yes. <laughs> Not many people know this, except us. Surprise, surprise, only we know something this here. I'm not surprised. The reason the Sixers' first, first round draft picks, their high draft picks, get injured is the NBA actually has voodoo dolls of the Sixers' first round picks. Interesting. Because, like I said, they're bitter about the process. Well, it's time to whip out those voodoo dolls. Give them a little tug here, tug there, little pin, do whatever you do. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Just ensure that Boston has an easy path through to the next round. Just put Markel Fultz's doll on the court, and that'll be uh, <laughs> yeah. that'll help Boston a lot. 
when they put Mark Hilfold's voodoo doll back in the file, they accidentally put him with like a weird shooting motion. So now he's just been stuck in this shooting motion the whole time. I got a fact for you here. What you got? Philly cheesesteaks. This is a fact I think a lot of people knew, but it's more of an observation, really. Philly cheesesteaks are eaten with cheese whiz. Oh, yeah. You know that? Yeah, it's, it's always disgusting. sounded kind of gross to me, right? Yeah. So their most famous food has processed cheese on it, which means their most famous food has been put through the process. Oh. <laughs> you like that? Hats off to you, sir. Well, we better move to uh, another segment that's got a lot of fans. That's the changes segment. Okay. In this segment, we're going to talk about the fallen teams of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Eight teams. We're going to give a quick analysis, our, uh, our prescription for these teams to get better. Matt, would you like to start with the Washington Wizards? I asked friend of the show, Wizard correspondent, Kevin, what to do about the Wizards, because he's our guy. He said, what would you do to make the to improve the Wizards this offseason? His response to me, LOL, wait for Gortat and Mahimi's contracts to expire. <laughs> Which I looked, and they are, they really are in like a death cap situation. $16 million a year, I think, for Mahimi, right? For the next two years. I figured there's two ways for them to improve and two ways only. That's mm-hmm. to run one of two men out of Washington, D.C. Ernie Grunfeld or the Wizards GM yeah. or Donald Trump. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've kept Grunfeld for like 15 seasons, even though he's done nothing to really ever improve the team. Kevin said to me today, he knows where the bodies are buried. It must be. Yeah. I don't know how they'd get Trump out of D.C., mm-hmm. but I figure if they could do it, they'd probably get LeBron and Steph Curry to join the team. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't think about it from that standpoint. I mean, everyone would be so excited. They'd want to join the team that ran uh, you know, Trump out of office. I did see that there was a Grunfeld quote that he is consulting Bradley Beal about his offseason moves, which I thought was interesting. interesting. It was not John Wall. Yeah. The Timberwolves, Matt. How are the Timberwolves going to get better next year? Any chance they can fly to Utah and beg for Ricky Rubio back? <laughs> is, there, is there any chance they can do this? Is this uh, the thing they'd be open to? I think the fastest way to improve this team, sell the team to Kevin Garnett. Okay. Derek Rose averaged 14 points in uh, 24 minutes on 51% shooting through that Rocket series. Uh-huh. Even made 7 out of 10 from 3. Wow. Which is terrible news if you're a Timberwolves yeah, fan. It really it is. probably means he's coming back. Yeah. Uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, though. How are the Bucks going to get better? Bob, this is going to be controversial. One, they need to find more international freaks. They've already got the Greek freak. Okay. We need to go to other countries and find their freaks okay. as well for <laughs> Milwaukee. I have a whole team of international freaks that are good at basketball. The second, this is... You don't hear a lot about this, but I think we can go somewhere with this. Publicly funded NBA championship trophies. Mm. You know they like their publicly funded things there. Have they tried to publicly fund a championship trophy? I don't know, but you can try and squeeze it out of those citizens. Yeah. I think the Bucks. it's time for a, an agonizing self-appraisal. Sure. If you're the Milwaukee Bucks, We've all done it. We all have to do it. They're not going to ever convince a quality free agent to come to Milwaukee. And Jabari, Malcolm Brogdon, Thon McCurr, I don't think they're really going to help Giannis carry this team. Ah, yes, Thon McCurr. Which means there's only way to keep Giannis in Milwaukee going Mm -hmm. forward. 
Inception. Oh, no. They'll need to trick him into thinking Milwaukee, Wisconsin is the best possible place for a black millionaire superstar from Greece. Oh, yes. Someone get Joseph Gordon-Levitt on the phone. <laughs> if that doesn't work, the owners could always move the team to Seattle right after getting the citizens to build them a new arena. It seems like something they'd do. Mm-hmm. San Antonio Spurs are in a rare situation where they're home early this year. Oh, yeah. Eliminated in five games by the Warriors. What are they going to do? Obviously, you know, the Kawhi situation is, is a problem. I was going to say, this was this was interesting. They need to try this. They need to try and convince their best player to actually play basketball. It's a bold strategy, Bob. <laughs> Not many people in the history of the league have tried to convince their best player to play basketball. But that's what they actually need to do. I also you tried everything else. Yeah, you tried everything else. I have one name in the draft that we can look to. Okay. You ready for this? Dante DiVincenzo, Bob. Oh, boy. You know Dante from Villanova? I do. Star of the NBA championship Most game. outstanding player. Most outstanding player. I think he's a little too appreciated. He needs to go, to, he needs to go become a San Antonio villain. Interesting. I like, I like him as a San Antonio villain because he's not, he's not hateable, but you know, he can, I think he can play the role. I think you get it. He's not European, but he has a European name. Right. It's very, yeah, it's very <laughs> ethnic name. You could fool him into that. It's interesting because I went towards the draft as well mm. on how the Spurs could improve. It's a first-round pick that I don't think many people would expect, especially from someone like San Antonio. Matt, I think the Spurs should select Jello Ball. Whoa. They should select Crazy. Jello Ball and then insist that the Lakers take him and his guaranteed contract back in any trade for Kawhi Leonard. Oh, yes. I can't wait to hear LeVar telling reporters Jello should be playing over Kawhi and LeBron. Amazing. If they can't win, they want to at least breed dissent in their competitors. That is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> I like it. Maybe they can include Tony Parker in the trade, too, and he could uh, you know, bang Luke Walton's wife. That's what he does. What about the Miami Heat? I saw a quote. So my my thing is the Riley Magic. Where is it? We need the Riley Magic back. It's been far too long since he's pulled a rabbit out of a hat. And to be honest, they are bordering on Charlotte Hornets territory of just a bunch of guys who make fifteen plus million that are just that are questionable guys. starters. Yeah, but I saw this quote. This is a great quote. Someone asked Riley about the. Eric Spolstra, Hassan Whiteside relationship, uh-huh. kind of dicey right now. He said, if there has to be an intervention, I'm going to be the interventor. <laughs> so I, just... I think he intervented a word there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. So that was a very great quote that I saw. So we need, we need Pat Riley, the interventor. See, I thought someone needed to intervene on Pat Riley. Okay. He's been giving out these gigantic contracts to people that suck. Kelly Olynyk, Dion Waiters. Who's he going to go after this season? Yusuf Nurkic, Terry Rozier. Max contract for Terry Rozier. Yeah. Pat should get on the phone, see if Brooklyn still wants Tyler Johnson. The Blazers, Portland Trail Blazers, three seeds swept by the six-seeded Pelicans. What are they going to do? They better keep their wallet in their pocket. That's all I ask of them. Just keep your wallet in your pocket. Put it in your back pocket so you have to sit on it. Put barbed wire around it. Please do something. And then I got a smoking hot cliche move for you, Bob. Okay. CJ, where's he going? Where's he going? Lillard to L.A. to team with LeBron. Lillard to L.A. with LeBron. Okay. 
We had to break it up. Some <laughs> so we have to. We're yeah. Those two guards are unplayable. <laughs> yeah, you can't have them. I think the Blazers going to have to start wearing Seahawks jerseys next year just to get Paul Allen to watch them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I were the Blazers GM, I'd check out the internet for all the possible CJ McCollum trades uh, because the blog boys will write proposals for blog boys. <laughs> What's up, blog boys? For basically CJ for every other player in the NBA. I think there's already been blogs written about 376 of the players to possibly trade for CJ. Blog boys. <laughs> what about the Indiana Pacers, the most recent team to be eliminated from the playoffs? They need to put in some sort of system where they don't call Darren Collison's name down the stretch every single time like they did for that three-minute period late in the fourth quarter of Game 7. It seemed like every time I looked up, he was shooting threes or driving, trying to play hero ball. They need to dial up some sort of offense where they don't do that. It would be a good strategy. It's a good strategy. I also have a... A bold draft move. Okay. There's only one man. Joe Ball. Yeah, not that bold. <laughs> There's only one man that can embody gritty, pesky, jerky, annoying, white man Indiana basketball. Grayson Allen. Grayson Allen, yes. Bob. <laughs> we need him on the Pacers. He is. He can really take it to the to level two. Yes. I'm wow. proud. I'm proud of you, Bob. Hashtag proud. Very good. Yeah, I don't know if you saw, but after that controversial Game 5 where LeBron James blocked Oladipo and then hit the game-winning shot, the NBA announced that actually they missed, the refs missed it. That was a goaltend LeBron had on Oladipo. Right. And the Indianapolis mayor signed into law making goaltending illegal in the city of Indianapolis. I'm a big fan of uh, when you (laughs) use your powers for just nonsense i love it abuse of power yeah yeah. i suggest that the mayor makes exceeding the salary cap illegal or making nba free agents be able to choose which team they go to illegal as well (laughs) that's good you know they get to sign the deal but they can't know what city it is to play it Mm mm-hmm that's the only way the Pacers probably improve. I appreciate that very much. Or they could go with what worked last year, trade their star for a couple of developing up-and-comers that have looked disappointing so far. Mm-hmm. Oladipo for Jabari Parker Ooh. and Thon McCurr. Ooh. <laughs> what about Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre oh, for wow. Oladipo? Yeah. Andrew Wiggins and Ty Jones? Mm? Yes. I like where this is going. They could look into the Bogdanoviches. Oh, I think I think uh, brother situation. Yeah, if there's any other future NBA starters in that family tree, they they ought to know about it. Especially because if they wind up in Indiana, they'll be happy because they're coming from Croatia. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one of them's coming from Sacramento. So <laughs> I read that Victor Oladipo texted his trainer 16 minutes after the Game Seven loss, saying, "Quote: When do we start? I'm ready to take it to another level." Mm. The guy said, I'm going on vacation. I'll talk to you in a few weeks. <laughs> the last team that we haven't broken down, the postmortem, the team that has the most to figure out, I think, this offseason yes. is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Poor OKC. I would like to think I have some insightful wisdom for Sam Presti, but that guy is really playing chess when everyone else is playing checkers. Still, somehow, the Knicks and Pacers accidentally beat him at chess. <laughs> <laughs> what if Carmelo opts into the last year of his deal? Right, okay. $28 million. I would say that's a given. It's probably what he's going to do. 
the Thunder could call on their quote-unquote deceased Ooh. owner. Oh, yes. Aubrey McClendon. Yes. Help fake an old Carmelo Anthony's death. Oh, He's got a lot of experience yeah. in driving a SUV into a uh, bridge abunkment. Allegedly. Um, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with he's going to scare him. He'll be the ghost of Aubrey McClendon. To he's scare... going to disappear him, as they say. I like that. What if they don't have enough big money all-stars? What if they need to add one more? Okay. We're not. We're, everyone's <laughs> thinking get him out of town. We need to think we need more of them. Make that fracking money to good use. Yeah, we need Paul Millsap or Al Horford okay. in Oklahoma City because they both have about $30 million a year contracts. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. That is a perfectly absurd amount of money for an, a former All-Star. You don't want too good of one either. Right. No, that's why they're perfect. Like, Horford's perfect because he's an All-Star who is the last pick in the All-Star draft probably. He won't say a word when he gets past the ball once per game. Well, that's the thing. We need someone to stand around awkwardly with Russell Westbrook, <laughs> and it, he has to have a ton of money attached to him. But if we need to get rid of Carmelo Anthony, we just need to hope for their sake that LeBron leaves for the Lakers and can't get anyone else to go with him. So that opens up the door for Presti to, have you heard about Carmelo Anthony to the <laughs> Los Angeles Lakers? Team Banana Boat? Yeah. I think maybe the reason the Thunder lost the series to the Utah Jazz is because one of their trainers did not get Thug Life tattooed across his (laughs) stomach. Yeah. This is an actual ESPN article I was reading about. It wasn't an argument or a debate. It was a dare. Hmm. So Thunder forward Jeremy Grant was trying to get one of the team's athletic trainers to get Thug Life tattooed across his stomach. Right. This was before game four. All the players were crowding around. They're joking. Carmelo Anthony got in on the deal. They're all putting money up. It was rumored that the final pot was getting near six figures that they were going to offer this trainer wow. to get the famous Tupac tattoo sure. across his uh, his stomach. They didn't say, going to guess the trainer's white <laughs> and not a thug or living that life. Yeah. The whole scene was a perfect setup to keep the team loose and confident following that deflating uh, Game 3 loss and this massively important Game 4. Mm-hmm. I don't think he got the tattoo. Game 4, the Thunder lose by 17. Coincidence? I think not. No. Did you see, <laughs> did you see that Carmelo Anthony, they came back to Oklahoma City and had a uh, a press conference, and Carmelo said that he's made a lot of sacrifices. He moved to Oklahoma City by himself. His family didn't come out there with him. Mm-hmm. He sacrificed shots. He sacrificed for the team. But one thing that he's still holding firm on next year, absolutely in no way plans on sacrificing, Carmelo Anthony is not coming off the bench. Oh, sure. Even threw the team under the bus a little bit too, saying that they really didn't have any plan for him when he got there. Mm. It's not looking good yeah. already. Drama brewing. Their plan was to politely ask him if he would come off the bench, and uh, yeah, no. Also, it was funny, too. I don't know if you saw Inez Cantor flew in to Game 5 to cheer for the uh, the Thunder. Amazing. And he wanted to make it clear, too. He was cheering for the Thunder, not the Jazz, because he has played oh, for, for both right, of those right, teams. Right. And he was hoping that they would be able to put him on the big board Mm-hmm. You know, so he could get a nice uh, round of applause from the audience. Sure. Can't put him on the board because that would be tampering. Wow. 
So Inez Cantor had to uh, just settle for standing up and waving. (laughs) One segment before we go, the diss of the week. Oh, yes. Yo mama is so fat. Draymond Green on Chris Webber saying he wouldn't start on some teams. Quote, if I did have a scorer's mentality, it would throw all this off. I've been an all-star twice, averaging 11 points. He can't find many GMs or coaches saying I wouldn't start. My jewelry fit well. How many rings do you have, Chris Webber? Oh, yeah. Oh, I don't know if you saw Donovan Mitchell. You know, the Thunder did come back and win that game five. Probably because Inez Cantor was in the in yeah. the stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were down 25 points. Donovan Mitchell, on his way out of the Oklahoma City arena, a fan caught him on their cell phone, and Mitchell says to him, hey, we'll see you all next year. <laughs> really calling his shot that they were not coming back for a Game 7 in Oklahoma City. Man. Uh, Kelly Oubre had some shots at DeLon Wright of sure. the uh, – the Toronto Raptors. Why not just pick a random player and take (laughs) shots at him? Quote, I'm not trying to do this psychological warfare. He can take it very personally, but at the end of the day, if you want to go to war, I'm the wrong person to go to war against. Because if I'm going to die, I'm going to come back to life and kill you. First of all, (laughs) the only fight I've ever seen Kelly Oubre get in, he lost to Kelly Olenek and then started crying, or you know, tears welling up in his eyes. But this quote did remind me of the first scene of Reservoir Dogs, where Harvey Keitel says, you kill me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. <laughs> oh, and uh, Luke Richard Mbamute, right before the Rockets played the Jazz on Sunday, put on his Instagram location that he was at the Jazz funeral. Oh. On the next episode of Brick House. Guess what? More playoffs. Oh, yeah. More ignoring your family. <laughs> More boring podcasts and the same tired playoff storylines that only drive you, our listener, back into the loving arms of Brickhouse. Right. We'll never let you down. Oh, and Matt Barnes says he's okay with Derek Fisher marrying his ex-wife, Gloria Govan. All water under the bridge, he says. I really love this Game of Zones parody show of of the Game of Thrones. They use NBA players. I think this Matt Barnes, Derek Fisher situation may become a actual NBA Red Wedding. Oh, wow. This I do know. Tune in. Yeah. (laughs) We'll keep you posted. Tune in for all that and more on the next episode of Brick House. Thank mm-hmm. you.